Welcome back, roomies. You are listening to K-Drama in Room 343. I am your host, C. Choi, a.k.a. Christina, and today we are going to talk about episode 2 of Penthouse Season 1. If you are joining for the first time, hello. This is a podcast where I talk about Korean dramas that I'm watching in detail, which I'm trying to fix. I basically summarize the episode while adding a little bit of commentary and also do my makeup while I talk about it. You can watch me do my makeup on my YouTube channel. Just search K-Drama in Room 343 on YouTube and subscribe to my channel at Yuri Choi so that you don't miss a future episode. And for those of you who are joining from our podcast platforms, welcome back to Room 343. Thrilled to have you here. Make sure to subscribe to wherever you are listening from so that you don't miss another episode. Let's talk about episode two. We have a lot to talk about. As always, I will be putting all the products that I've used in this video in the description box below. So if you are curious, then you can check the box there. So we left off with Yoon-hee kind of threatening Seo-jin like with the trophy, like, I will beat you. And she, we see that again, like Yoon-hee threatens Seo-jin saying like, you'll never beat me, you're a fake winner, you know, you thief. Eunbyeol, she was the one that was getting a lesson and she is so shocked. I mean, obviously, like you're in the middle of a lesson and then suddenly this woman comes and threatens your mom with the trophy. Um, I'd be scared too. So she like volunteers or she like asks Sojin if she, you know, she's like, I'll go get security. Sojin, okay, so Sojin is like, stop fooling around in front of the kids. And uh, Yoon like, you think I'm fooling around? And she reveals the scar that she has um, that Sojin gave her when she freaking slashed her. Sojin is like, you want me to take Rona? Like, you're acting out because I won't take Rona, but I already have enough students. Yoon is like, why would I trust you to take care of my kid? Like, you're the last teacher that I want for my kid. And then Sojin is like, well, you better leave before I call the police. Yoon-hee gets angry. She like slams the trophy on the piano and she's like, I'll be back for this trophy. And then she grabs Rona and they leave. Then Byeol is like, mom, who is that lady? Like, why did she throw that? Like, why? What's hap what happened? What's going on? And Sojin is like, oh, don't worry about it. She is just jealous and she's just angry because I told her that I couldn't take in her daughters. Like, don't worry about it. And Eunbyeol is like, is that girl trying to get into Cheonga High School? And Sojin kind of just like yells. She like shrieks at Eunbyeol. She's like, I said, don't worry about it. She just like shrieks at her own daughter. And Eunbyeol is kind of like surprised but um and kind of intimidated and very afraid and um even throughout the rest of the lesson like you can see how pressured Inbyar is by Sojin and Sojin like continues to like remind her that she needs to practice and be the best. Um Sojin tells her like your grandfather is the director of the school so you need you have a reputation to uphold so you need to do do better. <laughs> 
Rona, on the other hand, is all happy that her mom is finally supporting her dream and she promises that she'll be the best and that she'll even get into the admission as first place vocalist. Like, mom, I have the skills. I have what it takes. I won't give up. Thank you so much for supporting me. And then she kind of asks, like, Yoon-hee, like, what happened, like, what their relationship is, what her and Seo-jin, um, why there's so much, like, tension and beef. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you just focus on, you know, getting into the school and I'll support you. I'll find the best teacher. Um, you know, I'll, like, make sure that you get in. Don't worry about it. And remember, um, Yoon-hee had, like, freaking flying kick the principal at Rona's school. And so Rona's like mom like what's gonna happen to me you know like the school violence committee like the mom freaking committed violence in the school violence committee even he is like oh don't worry about it mommy will take care of it she goes to the school and the principal is he has a neck brace and he's wearing a mask and he's like sitting in his chair and um, Yuni came back, Yuni, Yuni comes to his office asking for forgiveness and she's like, I'm so sorry, like I don't know what came over me. Jenny's mom is there and she's like, you vile woman, like you're like so violent, like why are you here? Like how shameless can you be? Yuni apologizes to the principal saying like, I was out of my mind and I hope that you can forgive me and that she'll pay for all medical expenses and everything so she like begs the principal not to expel Rona. The principal is like you can't settle this with just an apology and he takes off his mask and his front two teeth are missing. <laughs> oh so sad but so funny. How hard did she kick him? Like, she needs to go to a jail. Like, she... They need to settle this in court. Like, this is physical assault, you know? When he took off his mask, like, both moms are like... Oh, no. <laughs> so funny. The principal is like, I will never let this slide. And he continues to apologize, saying like, Oh, my goodness, I am so sorry. Like... Please, if there's anything I can do, I promise I'll like, you know, I'll pay for the damage, like for, you know, all the medical expenses. I'm so sorry. And then Jenny's mom is like, you see what you've done? Like, there's no way you can correct this. And even he is like, you know, I wasn't apologizing to Jenny, like, or Jenny's mom. Like, I wasn't apologizing to you, nor will I apologize for, um, you know, to Jenny because clearly Jenny was faking it. I already know I'm here to apologize to the principal. And then she walks out, walks out. Then the principal is like, oh, do you think like to Jenny's mom, do you think she figured it out that Jenny was faking? And then Jenny's mom is like, watch your mouth. Like, are you able to pay back the money that I gave you? If not, then you better watch yourself, you know? Shh, shh. Yunhee leaves um, and she's like, outside the building and she kind of just like scolds herself she's like why did i do that like why did i fly and kick the principal and then she looks up and she actually sees a billboard on the billboard the actress from jyg entertainment the one who had an affair with the congressman you know from from episode one and she gets a great idea She's gonna blackmail him. So like, again, 
lawless land here. What she does is she sneaks into the house and installs a like a hidden camera. Lawless land, y'all. Lawless land. There's like what in the world? Like, anyways, um, she after she like installs the camera, she hears somebody come in and she sneaks out. Um, and it's the congressman, and he's on the phone. He's like talking to his mistress, like, "Oh, where are you? I'm already here." Then Yunhee is like, you know, you're getting what you deserve. Like, outside, she, like, mutters to herself. She's like, you know, he's getting what he deserves. And she's like, I'll do whatever it takes for my daughter. Hashtag lawless land. Yunhee is then calling, like, different vocal teachers and asking if they have a spot open for Rona. And she, one of the teachers says that, like, oh, yeah, she's available for a stu another student. But when she says, um, oh, yeah, it's for Rona, Peruna, the teacher, like, quickly changes their mind and says that there's no spot open. So it looks like Rona is blacklisted and... Um, it's because Hojin had like sent out a notice to all the vocal teachers um, saying like, you know, telling them not to accept that student. And Yuni was actually like calling the teacher at the convenience store. And in the same convenience store, we see Anna and she is actually working there. She does a part-time job there. She gets off and then she goes to the animal hospital because her dog is sick. Her dog's name is... Sugar, Sartang, Sugar. She is so cute. But her dog is sick. And the doctor, like the vet, he's like scamming her low key because um she tells him like that, you know, money's not an not a, an object. Like like she can provide the money just like please save sugar because apparently sugar has to go through like an operation. And then the the vet is like, okay, well, didn't you say like so she gave him, no, she gave him $200, 200 manons, 200 manons. So that's like $2,000 actually. So she gave him $2,000 in cash and the doctor is like, where did you get this money? And then he's like, oh, you know, I think you're mistaken. Like the operation itself, the procedure is, is $2,000, but the full, um, the full like cost including like you know recovery and like the medication and everything else it's actually five thousand dollars and he's like oh you have to bring it in cash he's like scamming because he knows um he was like oh you said you're an orphan right so he's like full-time just like scamming her but i think anna is like too innocent so she like agrees she's like yes um whatever please just save my dog, like, I'll try to find the money. So Anna's real name is actually Minsora. And, uh, yeah, she's an orphan. So her shoes are all tattered, and she's tutoring the twins. Um, but the twins, like, they don't pay attention. Sokyong is, like, texting. She's, like, on her phone. And Anna is like, hey, can you pay attention? Like, put that away. It's tutoring time. But Sokyong just like ignores her. Then Anna goes over to Sokyong's bookshelf to see like her previous math workbooks. And it's like blank. It's like very clean. And so Anna is like confused because Sokyong is supposed to be number two at the school. And so she's like, how are you number two if, you're, if your workbooks are all clean? Well, we know why. Because she cheats. <laughs> the twins. 
they're cheaters and Sokyeong gets like super angry she's like what are you doing like if you're here to earn money just stay put and do nothing just like the rest of the teachers stop wasting my time like I don't need to be tutor like we don't need to be tutored don't touch my stuff and stuff like that and then Sokyeong gets a phone call from Eunbyeol and you know she like answers the phone and walks out during the lesson so I thought like Sokyeong and Eunbyeol they were not close but I guess they're like I guess they're like frenemies, like Eunbyeol maybe just secretly hates Seokyung, I don't know. So Seokyung is out in the hallway and she's like talking on the phone. Suryeon was getting ready for dinner um, and she sees that Seokyung was not participating in the lesson, in the tutoring session. So she walks over to her and is like, stop being so rude to your teacher. Like you need to go back into your studies and listen to the teacher and learn. But then Seokyung is all rude and she's like, you know, I'll do as I see fit. And she just like pushes Suryeon to the side and she walks away. Seokun comes out and Suryeon is like, what's wrong with Seokyung? Like, why is she behaving this way? And Seokun is like, you should think about it. Like, you should think about why she's acting that way. Okay, like, if, if she knew, why would she ask you, buddy? Like, she asked you because she didn't know why she was acting like that. But he just, like, answers her very vaguely and then just like, walks away. So the twins are, like, so angsty. The next scene is at the Hera Palace gym. Sojin is, like, working out. And then Tante also comes. So I guess it's, like, their rendezvous point or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, um, Tante comes to the gym and he's like, um, did you not see my text? I thought we agreed to meet at the hotel, the Shine Hotel or whatever. And Sojin is like, you and I are, like, we have a lot to lose. We can't be seen where there's a lot of, like, eyes. And so Tante is like, oh, I like the way you think. And so he, like, um, she's doing the rowing machine and then he gets on the machine next to her and then like he gets up and he drops something and he's like, oh, I think you dropped this. So he dropped it, but then he like hands it to her because there's like a security camera and they're trying to like hide the fact that they're, I'm, I don't know. And he's like, oh, you dropped this. And it's actually a key. It looks actually really pretty and fancy. And apparently, um, and apparently it's a key that lets you go anywhere in the Hera Palace building. Um, it's like a master key. And like, okay, I was very confused when he handed this key because it looks like the key from Harry Potter. I forget which book, but you know, like in um in the scene where like there's a bunch of flying keys everywhere and they have to like grab one. Was it the first one? Whatever. It looks like those keys, like those big bulky keys. And are the buildings in Hair Palace, like the locks, are they the are the locks huge? Like the keyholes? Because that's a really thick key. So I was like very confused, like, but it turns out that that key, it's actually like a, like a keypad, like a, like a, not a keypad, but like a, like a key card. So you just kind of like take the key, like if this is the key, you like put it on the pad like this and then it opens. So yeah, mystery solved. But I was very confused when I saw that. I was like, what kind of keyholes do they have in this building? So then Sojin takes the key and Tante leaves. Um, Sojin continues to work out. Tante gets home and he actually sees Anna's tattered shoes and he gets like really disgusted. He brings out those like, those like tongues, those like little 
tools where you like um, grab it. Like it's a very long tool and you grab the little tip and it like picks up like a claw machine. Like a, you know what I'm talking about? Like he gets one of those things and um, so he gets one of those grabby tools and then he grabs Anna's shoes and like he's so angry and just like so mad. He tells the maid like, Whose shoes are these? Throw them out immediately. They are disgusting. He's like, they're dirtying up the entrance. Throw them away immediately. Then the maid is like, oh, those are the, the kids' tutor's shoes. Then Suryan, Anna, and the twins, they come out, and Anna is looking super embarrassed. Um, she quickly like gets the shoes, and then um, Suryan is like, oh, this is the kids' tutor. And Tante, like, looks, she still looks furious. He's like, Okay, well, please do your best to take care of our kids. But as soon as, like, Anna, like, walks past him and he, she's, like, kind of behind him putting on her shoes, he starts, like, yelling. He's, like, throwing a tantrum, basically, saying, like, you know I hate having strangers in the house. Like, I don't know where they've been. I don't know what they've touched. I don't know what kind of germs they carry. Like, please get... Literally, he said to throw away everything she has touched, including the cups. And he's like, clean the bathroom to the maid. Um, the twins, they kind of like smile at Una, like slight, like evil, all evil-like at Anna. And Anna is looking super embarrassed and shocked. Because like, who? Like, say it at least when she's gone. She's still there, Tante. I think he did it on purpose, honestly. So Anna leaves and Suryan kind of chases after her. Um, she catches up and she apologizes um, on behalf of Tante. Um, she's like, my husband has like OCD. I'm so sorry about that. She's like just being super nice. And she's like, if you need anything, don't hesitate and let me know. She's like being super nice. So Anna feels like, you know, bad for... I, well, she doesn't feel... But she like is kind of consoled a little bit. Tante gets a phone call from the principal of the middle school and he gets angry. It's about Seokkyung and he's like really pissed. He calls the twins into the study and he like locks the root, like locks the door. The twins, they kind of sense that something is wrong and so Seokkyung like holds Seokkyung's hand and I don't know, this seemed kind of like I mean, I guess the siblings are really close. I, me and my brother, like, we're not that close. <laughs> not as close as Seokkyung and Seokkun. But, I mean, anyways, they're, like, kind of being each other's support, I guess. Tante is furious because Seokkyung apparently turned in an exam without filling anything out. So, like, her scantron was completely empty. Like, her test was completely blank. So, of course, she was going to get a zero, and um, the principal had, like, called... Tante. Um, and Tante speaks formally to the kids, and I think he does this when he's, like, super mad at them. Um, he's like, I just got a call from the principal today. You apparently turned in a blank scantron. Like, what's going on? Is this true? Is what I heard true? And Sokun is surprised, because I guess this exam, like, she didn't cheat or anything. Um, but Sokyung said that she actually did it on purpose. Like, she's like, yeah. It's true. I did. I turned in a blank exam. And Seokun is like surprised and he apologizes and f instead of Seokyung, he he's like trying to defend her. Seokyung says that it's because she doesn't want to go to Cheonga Arts High School for classical singing. She says like she doesn't want to be a classical singer. Like she's like, that's your dream. Like it's not my dream. I don't want to do it. 
Like, you've never asked what I wanted. You're, like, forcing it on me. And um, Tante says, like, it's my, yes, it's my dream and it's my plan to have a classical singer, a famous classical singer in the family. Because it'll bring us, like, I don't know, like, honor or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why that would bring. Anyways, um, he says, like, it's his dream and it's his plan for you to for Seokgyong to um, be a classical singer. But, you know, Seokgyong says that she feels suffocated with everything. That's not what she wants to do. So then Tante is like, okay, so what do you want to do? What is it that you want to do? And Seokgyong answers that she wants to study abroad with um, Seokkun. Like the twins, they want to get out and they just want to study abroad. Tante is like, oh, it seems like we haven't been spending much time together. And he like pulls her to the side and then um, the twins, like they freak out, like... I guess because he's like trying to hit them basically like saying like oh you know you haven't been disciplined in a while right like you you forgot so then he like um he apparently has like a secret room like he it's like like he presses a button or something or like a bookshelf and then the bookshelf like moves to the side to reveal like a like a soundproof room freaking with a steel with steel doors you know that's like the room where he hits his children where he like beats them up um so then he tries to drag her into that room and she's like crying and saying like apologizing and then Sokun also apologizes Sokun is like stepping in front of her um between them like trying to defend Sokyong and Tante is like this doesn't concern you but Sokun is like you said you wouldn't hit anymore. I'll get hit instead. And so Tante is like being all psycho. It's like, oh, you know, like that's also a beautiful thing. Like a brother, you know, defending her, his little sister. Like how beautiful. Fine, as you wish. I'll hit you instead. So he drags Seokkun. So so actually just like goes in. And Seokkyung is like begging um, Tante not to hit and saying like she... She like she's apologizing and she's like, I'm so sorry, like please don't hit him. Please don't hit him. But he locks the door behind him and um it's like steel door and she can't like break open or anything like that. So she's just like banging on the door, like begging him, like, please dad, like don't hit Sokun, please. And um yeah, it's soundproof door and it's like steel. So we don't see like him actually getting hit though. Like thank goodness. And then Suryan comes home and she's like oblivious to the whole thing. I don't even think she knows about the room because when Sokun is wearing his cardigan when he comes out and um, Sokyong is kind of like helping him walk, Suryan is all confused and she's like surprised. She's like, Sokun, are you sick? Like, what happened? And the twins then kind of just say like, you're never here when we need you. Like, do you do it on purpose? Like, do you conveniently leave for him, you know, for that situation? And she's like confused. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you guys talking about? And then they just like um, walk past her and go into their room. She like asks the maid, like if she knows anything and the maid is like, nope, I don't know anything. But the maid looks like suspicious too. Like she's she looks suspicious. So I'm so I was like wondering like if Sudan is like their stepmother or if they if she like just remarried like if Tante and Sudan just got married. So I was just wondering because how can you be oblivious to that? Like your son is beaten and you don't know that? 
Anyways, um, and then Tante comes out and she asks Tante, like, what happened, like, what's wrong with the twins? And Tante just says, like, oh, like, I scolded them because they were fighting. Yeah, and so um, Suinon is like, what do you mean? Like, why are they fighting? And Tante is like, yeah, that's why I scolded them. I don't know, like, they were just fighting and, you know, like, they shouldn't fight. So I, like, just scolded them. Don't worry about it. And she just believes him. Girl. Um, then she walks over to Dante's study and she doesn't notice anything um, except for like a broken photo album. And it's a picture of the twins and it's like shattered because I think Seokyung had knocked it over when she was like banging on the door. So Seokyung is treating Seokun and he had, I think he got like whipped. So his back was like all like red and it had like stripes of like blood bloody like stripes and so she's like crying and she's like treating him and um she like apologizes for like you know the fact that he got hurt because of her um and then Seokyung is like you're the only one that's there for me and then the twins they have like this moment they're like Seokun is like I'll protect you no matter what like well we're together like you have like we have each other it's like a very strong sibling relationship which I feel like at least they have that because like we have a mom that's like completely clueless and then a, a very abusive dad like thank goodness you're a sibling you know you're tight with each other goodness gracious so anna is at her apartment she's feeding the dog and she like is talking to the dog saying like you're my only friend and she's just basically like describing her day to the dog and you know um and then she like has this weird dream and it's like an animated dream i don't know this scene was really weird like all of a sudden like she made like this um paper mache i don't know actually i don't know what those are called she was doing arts and crafts basically and then like those art like it was a ballerina and then it started dancing and then it like changed to like a like an animation and it was anna's dream but in the dream like there's a little girl and she's like being reunited with like in a with like, i think her mom yeah so that's that was the dream so i think anna's dreaming about her mom i guess Eunbyeol comes home at 11 p.m. and Sojin was waiting for her. Um, Sojin is like, "Get ready for your Italian lesson." At 11 p.m. Oh my goodness, like Tiger Mom. Um, but Eunbyeol, she like tries to, you know, tell Sojin that it's like really late, but Sojin won't have it. She's like, "What did I say? Like you need to beat, you need to be able to beat everyone at the competition, and you need to get your grades up and whatever." She agrees, of course. Then Dr. Ha is also at home and he's like, you know, you're like pressuring her too much. And Seojin is like, um, you're the one who always tells Eunbyeol to beat Seokyung. And um, Dr. Ha is like, well, that's because, you know, I can't stand Tante. Like, I want such a jerk. And like, he's a show off and like, you know, he doesn't even have that much money, but like he keeps like showing off and thinks he's better than us and um he's just like bad mouthing him and Sojin is kind of like ticked off and she's like well if you hate him so much why do you keep copying him like you're wearing his clothes you're wearing the same clothes like the same shirt that he was wearing you're we you're drinking the same wine that he's wearing like he's drinking and you like live in the same building as him like why are you copying him if you hate him so much 
And he, she's like, she just like storms out. Meanwhile, Yoon Hee is blackmailing the congressman. Like they meet up at a cafe and she shows him the video that she got. It's like him just lollygagging around with that mistress, with that actress. Um, she's like threatening to send it to all the media and the news station. And um, he like gets really angry He's like, you know, with one phone call, I can end your life. He says that. She's like, she like hovers her, um, her finger on the send button. And she's like, well, I can end your career right now with this one, with just one touch. And he like agrees to pay her to, you know, to not send the video. So she succeeds in blackmailing. Lawless land. She takes the money and she goes straight to the principal and she gives him... So the money was in like this energy drink box. So she gives him the box and he like looks at the box and says like, you know, you think you can settle this with a box of energy drinks? And he's like, oh, just just open it. So he opens and he finds like cash, like filled. That box is filled with cash. And um, Yoon-hee is like, you've received a lot of these so you know how much... You should know how much is in that box. The principal is like, what are you talking about? I don't receive these. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then Yoon-hee is like, well, I know you receive a lot of these from Jenny's mom and other moms. But, you know, like, if anybody asks me, I'm not going to say a word. Like, I don't know. Like, I have, yes, I have eyes, but I don't have eyes. I won't tell a soul if people ask. And she's like, I only have one condition. And she's like, please let Rona just graduate. And the principal agrees. The twins and Tante and Imbyar, they're at a JK holding scholarship ceremony. Tante is the director, so he's handing out the certificates and I guess like scholarships. Um, the twins get a scholarship, but I mean, do they even need it? They're like fil filthy rich, but... Anyways, um, yeah, the twins are there, Inbyor is there. So um, after the ceremony, the principal of the school tells Tante that um, Sokyong's blink exam has been taken care of and she, like the teacher has agreed to let that pass and it won't affect her grades at all. And Tante is like, oh, thank you so much. Can you, you know, we should have a meal with that teacher, all three of us. And then the next scene is like some sketchy activity going on, like a bunch of gangs. They just like get out of a van, they go into this like building and they start like beating people up and ransacking the whole place. And the people that they're beating up, they're like the elderly, like seniors. They just like beat them and trash the place. And Tante is behind this. He's like in the car watching. He then calls Dr. Ha and says that phase one of their plan is complete. And it's time for him to continue to the next step. And so what Dr. Ha does, like during his round, he visits a VIP room and he like talks to the CEO of the press, of a press company, like a media entertainment company or something like that. He's like the CEO, right? And so he's like saying, um, you know, is your surgery okay? Like everything, like, are you feeling okay? Like everything looks good. Your surgery went well. Um, and then he tells him, like, you know, I heard an interesting fact, interesting um, situation that's going on. And some of the residents are refusing to cooperate and move out, which 
is hampering the redevelopment of this real estate area. And then um, apparently that was phase two. The news then like gets broadcasted and it's like, you know, all over the internet and everything. And they are clear to move to step three. And step three is Lawyer Lee. Lawyer Lee gets the information that the son of that building is currently in jail. And they just kind of like plan some deal out, I guess, like kind of bribe, bribing the owner to just sell the building. I don't know. Like, I honestly was not paying attention to this part, so I have no idea. But the gist is like they planned something sketchy to basically get ownership of that building. Then Tante like gives the two, um, Dr. Ha and Lawyer Lee, a bag, a case filled with gold bars. And he's like, um, you know, this today's payment or the payment for this project isn't gold because nothing is as honest as gold. And the two guys, they're like ecstatic. They like they look at the the gold and they're and they just smile. And then um, Dante is like, you know, we should wrap up this project as soon as we can, because the next one, it's going to be even more rewarding. And the three, they like do like this dramatic, slow exit. Jenny's mom then meets with Yoon-hee and Jenny's mom is expecting an apology still. And Yoon-hee is like, I'm not going to apologize. So let's just take Jenny to the hospital and get a diagnosis. And then we can see like if Ronan was actually at fault or not. So then she like pressures Jenny's mom and Jenny's mom is kind of like hesitant because obviously Jenny was lying. There's nothing to diagnose. So then Yunhee just like leaves knowing that like Jenny's mom can't do anything. Rona is practicing in front of the school at the schoolyard and Yunhee is like, she walked, she's like watching from behind and she's like smiling. She's like very determined to find him, find her a teacher. And then the private teacher, the male teacher that Jenny um, was being taught by like he comes next to her and he like compliments rona like saying rona has such a beautiful voice she is definitely gonna get into chang'a like she like she has a lot of potential and then he's like have you found a teacher yet like um with a little bit of guidance she can do really really well like she has even she can definitely beat jenny like she has that she has, she has talent. And Yoon-hee is like, no, we haven't found her a teacher yet because I think she got blacklisted or, you know, that rumor about her being involved in Jenny's, um, like, scandal. I think because of that, like, no one is taking her in. And the teacher is like, she, he kind of apologizes too. Like, yeah, I know, like, I know it wasn't Rona. Like, I know Rona didn't do it, but I, I apologize because I couldn't say anything. Like, you know, at the time, like, I was working for Jenny's mom and if I got involved, like I would have been, you know, like cut. And um, Yoon-hee's like, no, I understand. Like, yeah, it's okay like that you didn't get involved. Like I accept your apology. The teacher then asks if he can teach Rona and Yoon-hee is like ecstatic. She's like, you would do that for me? That like, you would do that for us? And he's like, of course, she has so much potential. I would love to um, guide her. Um, and get her ready for Chonga Arts admission test. So then Rona is being taught by the teacher um, and he actually lets her know that the entrance exam or like the admissions, the vocal test 
um, it was changed. So it's one Italian song and one song in German. But Rona didn't practice the German song because she thought it was just two Italian um, songs. And um, he was like saying, oh, it's okay. You're smart. Like we can prepare. If we prepare now, you'll be ready for the admissions for the test. So then they're like practicing the song. Lin Bio is also having her lesson and Sojin is teaching her. She gets very frustrated though. She kind of, every time um, Lin Bio sings, like she kind of compares her to Rona. Um, and she is, she gets very frustrated saying like, that's not it. Like, oh, she was singing, what was it? Queen of the Night? I don't even know. I can't sing. But you know that that song. So they're singing that, but in a much higher octave, of course. Like I can't, I can't do classical singing. Inver was kind of doing the staccato, very legato, and um, like connected. And Sojin was like, "Why are you singing it connected? Like, stop! Like, don't do that!" And like, just scolding her, um, telling her that she's flat. Like, stop! You need to pay attention and practice. And then she gets a text from Tante. It's about their next rendezvous. He texts her, "Hera, thirty-fifth floor, garden." And then she like smiles, like, okay. You are in the same room as your daughter. Like, shouldn't shouldn't you feel at least some kind of guilt? You know, like. But she she like she like blushes like like a little girl like freaking. Uh. Lawyer Lee comes home and he like immediately takes his pants off. So he's like in his underwear, and his wife like freaks out, saying like, "The tutor is here. The math the kid's math tutor is here. Like, put your pants on." But he like doesn't, and um, he apparently like is a papa's boy as well. He's like spoiled, right? He's a mama's boy. He's a papa's boy. He can't do anything that um, without his parents, and so his dad is actually like the CEO of a lawyer firm, and he just basically just gets handed um, cases, and there's nothing that he actually does on his own. He just is like very chill, and he's like, you know, like that law firm is mine anyways. But then um, the wife is like, no, I, I've seen your sister. Like, your sister is interested. Like, your sister might take it from you. So you need to do something. Like, you need to be proactive um, and actually do the work. But he's being a big baby. He's like, are you, are you like, bad-mouthing my sister? My sister? And then he just, like, kind of sulks? Like, he's a freaking baby. He's a man-child. Um, and, like... And the wife is like trying to, she rolls her eyes, but she doesn't want to make him mad or anything. Okay, I'm putting on this red lipstick and uh, be right back. The wife is trying to like console him and like, you know, they're trying to make, he, she's trying to make up and um, he like wants a kiss. And so she reluctantly is like trying to kiss him, but... Anna comes out and they, they like break away, they break apart. And then um, Anna's like, I'll be leaving now. She's like so awkward. I mean, I'd be awkward too. And Lawyer Lee is like, I'm Minyok's dad. And Anna's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so Anna leaves and then um, she's like headed to the next class, which is 
which are at the twins. And then she gets a text from Seokgyung asking um, her to delay the tutoring session for 30 minutes. And it's like, okay, fine. So she waits in the hair palace building. Um, and while she's wait, she's going to eat her dinner. Um, she's like sitting on a bench um, in front of like huge windows with a gorgeous view. Um, and then suddenly she hears the elevator and she hears somebody come to that floor. Anna quickly hides. I don't know why she like hid. Like, I don't know. I feel like she could have just stayed there and, um, you know, just let whoever that person is, like if they ask like what she's doing there, just let her know that she's there in between like whatever, you know, like she didn't have to hide, but she hides and it's actually Sojin and she is like sneak. She like is very um, cautious and she goes to like this door and she uses the key that Dante, the master key that Dante had given her to um, open and go inside the garden. Um, and it's like beautifully decorated. It's a beautiful garden. And Dante is actually already there. Anna sees this and sees the two of them meet. And right when they meet, they're just like full on having a makeout session. And Anna sees that as well. She's like super shocked because... I mean, she works for both families and she knows she knows that they're having an affair. So Anna tries to go get closer and to see like exactly what's going on. Um, I mean, like, I feel like she's kind of brave. Like, I would have just like got the hell out of there. But she like tries to get closer. She climbs up like the stairs. She's like sneaking, trying to get a better view. Um, and Tante and Sojin, they're just like having fun. Like um, Tante like decorated like with candles and like provided like snacks or whatever food there. Um, and he's like saying, you know, nobody knows about this place. It's very hidden. I'm the only one and now you, so you can use the space um, to come and rest whenever you want. He then asks her um, who is going to be first place to be admitted to Chonga Arts in the vocal major. He's like, is it, it's between Eunbyeol and Seokgyeong, right? Sojin is like, that decision is made on the day of the exam. Um, it's going to be all fair and square. And Tante is like, fair, you say? Hmm, that's fresh. Because I guess he doesn't do things fairly. Ob obviously, obviously. Then they sit down um, by the table and then they just like start making out. Anna is like seeing the whole thing. like, And she pulls out her phone and she starts to record. Seriously, like, mad props to her because I would be, like, shocked. Like, what if, you know, these these guys are, like, rich. They can literally get rid of me <laughs> with one phone call. Like, I'd, I'd be too scared. Like, I, I'd be too scared to, like, even dare to blackmail or, like, anything. So, props to her. So then Tante, they're, like, kissing and, like, you know, pulling their lips with their lips. <laughs> um, Tante then suddenly, like, rips off uh Sojin's pearl necklace and then Sojin is like what are you doing she's like shocked and Tante is like oh I have this new necklace set it's like an earring and um necklace set and he's like I think these would be better suited for you um you don't want to keep wearing that you know cheap stuff that your stupid husband got you right Sojin takes the necklace but she's like what does this mean like are you trying to own me? 
what is the meaning behind this gift? And Tante like kind of just laughs like, um, of course not. I'm not trying to own you. Then Sojin is like, you know, I want a simple relationship. A relationship that can end when just one person wants to end it. And Tante is like, oh, you and I speak the same language. And then they resume kissing. And of course, Anna is recording all of this. So the next scene is Anna at the twins' place, and she's tutoring Sokkun and Sokkyung. Um, but Sokkyung isn't there. I think she went to the bathroom or something. And then um, Anna's kind of like spaced out because she just witnessed something like traumatic, you know? Like, ugh, ain't nobody want to see that, but she recorded it. Anyways, um, yeah, she's kind of like spaced out and she sees the snacks and she kind of like sneaks them into her bag. I mean, because she's been only eating like expired foods at the convenience store. So like she kind of sneaks some of the snacks into her bag. Um, Seokgyeong sees this and she like just scoffs. Seokgyeong still tries to challenge Anna whenever Anna is trying to, you know, make her like work on the problems and Seokyeong doesn't want to but Anna doesn't back down like she's like I don't know how you are managing to be top two of your class because the way I see it I don't think it's possible I don't think you're smart enough and then Seokyeong and Seokun like they get pissed they're like pissed because uh, they're probably guilty Seokun like tells them that we should just end class early. And then Seokyeong plans something um, when Anna is like packing and she's like getting ready to ready to leave. Seokyeong puts her key ring into Anna's bag like she slips it in when she's not looking. And then Seokun is like what are you doing? And Seokyeong is like that girl needs to be taught a lesson. So Anna leaves and she's like you know saying goodbye to um, Suryeon and Suryeon is trying to like gift her a present but then like Seokyeong comes rushing out saying like her key ring the one that her dad um, had gifted her for Christmas or for her birthday or something um, she's like that key ring is missing it's one of my favorites and it's missing and so she blames Anna and Anna is like I don't know what you're talking about like you should check again like I don't have it it's, it wasn't me like why would I steal your stuff then Seokyeong just like grabs Anna's bag saying like so you wouldn't mind if I check your bag she like dumps the contents out all over the floor and of course the key ring is there so she gra Seokyeong grabs the key ring and says like you stole it she's blaming Anna and then Suryeon tries to like calm them down like saying okay well you found it and she like quickly picks up Anna's belongings and puts it all in the bag and she gives it to Anna saying like I'm so sorry I apologize for Seokyeong please don't worry about it but then Seokyeong is like yelling at Suryeon saying like why are you taking her side like she's the one who stole my stuff and she's yelling at her mom Dante then comes out and says like why are you talking to your mom that way um Seokyeong explains that Anna had stolen her key ring and but Anna denies Anna is like I did no such thing I have no reason to steal her stuff and then Dante just kind of like looks her up and down like Cause she's like you know wearing like old and tattered clothes and Tante is just like looking her looking her up and down and is like oh I think you do have reasons to steal but then Tante tells her to leave and Anna just like leaves and Anna like she looks super like angry but she leaves. Suryeon tries to tell Tante um that you know they should just settle it and just not worry about it since they found the missing item 
But Tante is like, I will listen to what Sokyong has to say first. So Anna tries to leave Hera Palace, but she is stopped by security. I realized I finished all my makeup, um, but I do have like a big old pimple here. So I'm going to cover that up. I'm gonna turn it into a beauty mark. But anyways, um, Anna tries to leave, but she's at, she's like stopped by security um, saying like she was, she can't leave because she stole something from the penthouse. And so Anna is like, no, that's a mistake. Like you should check again. Please make sure to check again. And um, they're like, you need to stay here. Tante and Sokyong, they come down and then Tante is like, you need to apologize um, for stealing. Even though the item was found, you still need to apologize for stealing. And Anna is like, I will not apologize for something I didn't steal, like for something that I didn't even do. Like, I will not apologize. Then Tante is like, oh, well, that's weird. Then how can, how did Sokyong's key ring just magically walk into your bag? Like, how did that happen? And then Anna's like, maybe Sokyong put it there. That could be a possibility. And then Sokyong gets like, angry she's like i did no such thing like why would i do that tante kind of like holds her back saying like he's like furious now he's like you're blaming something that my daughter didn't do you are tainting like what do you take my family for you are tainting our reputation like are you questioning me and our family's integrity how dare you accuse my daughter of such a thing i want you to apologize right now first for stealing and second accusing my daughter of such horrendous things and then when Anna like hesitates he then tells the security to call the police Anna then has a flashback apparently she's been in this situation before it looks like it's from abroad though like she's explaining to the police but the police they're like escorting her into the police car um, she's saying that she didn't do it and she begs like one of the boys to tell the truth um, I think like so there's a boy in the shadow, so we don't see who the boy is, but he's like saying like, please, Opa, like, please tell them the truth. And it, and the two adults are just like watching her be dragged off. Like they have this like smile on their face. So yeah, she's been in like a similar situation before. Anna then realizes that she can't win this fight and then apologizes or like agrees to apologize. Sokyong is smiling and laughing and she texts their group chat, the Hera. It's the group chat is Little Hera Club. And it's basically the Hera Club kids. And so she's like texting everyone to come to the swimming pool. And she told them that the math tutor stole one of her stuff. So at the swimming pool, Minhyok and Jenny are the ones they come in and they're like kind of laughing, like, oh my gosh, like the tutor, the tutor did what? Is she crazy? Sokyong is sitting in the pool chair and Anna is in front of her standing and she apologizes. Minyoung and Jenny, they're like kind of just laughing and Sokyong is being all like twisty and all bratty and she's like, you know, teacher, I always thought that you had like this weird scent, like you smell terrible. And then she pushes Anna into the swimming pool. She falls into the swimming pool. The kids are laughing. And in the swimming pool, she has another flashback, our poor Anna. And apparently she's been in this situation before. Um, she's flashing back to when her, so those two adults that were like watching her being escorted off by the police, those were her adoptive parents and they push Anna into their swimming pool. 
saying like, I can't believe I adopted a thief. And they're just like accusing her of stealing or something like that. And her adoptive mom is saying like, you know, you're going to be deported back to Korea. Flashback is over and Minhyuk and Seokgyung and Jenny, they're like preventing her from coming out of the pool. Like, and it's like struggling, like she wants to come out, but Seokgyung basically like presses her down with her foot. And then she just like throws cash into the pool, like, on her face saying like oh ha, ha, you you should use this money to get your clothes dry cleaned and then the kids just leave anna comes out of the pool and she's like crying honestly like girl like just quit you know just leave hera palace for good like don't come back there don't go back there ever again like just find another job you know like girl so Tante comes into the house to tell Suryeon that Anna is fired. And Suryeon goes to see Seokgyung and sees Seokgyung twirling around the key ring and enjoying herself. And Suryeon is like, why did you do it? Like, why did you blame Anna? You clearly slipped it in there. Why did you do such an evil thing? I didn't know my daughter was so bad. Like, I'm very disappointed in you. Seokgyung then like pushes her aside and tells her like, you know, you should stay out of my life. And then um, Seokgyung is like, who are you? You have no authority over me. And Suryeon is like, how can you say that? I'm your mom. And Seokgyung then is like, you're not even my real mom. Then Suryeon is shocked. She's like, how did you, like, I took care of you guys when you were um, like just babies, you know, like you when you were just newborns. Like, yes, I didn't give birth to you, but... I've taken care of you for a very long time and I've always treated you as my own. And then Suryeon, she's like crying. She's very surprised um, that Seokgyung found out about this because apparently she didn't tell her. So ever since birth, like Suryeon was taking care of them. And Seokgyung tells her that you were never there when I needed you the most. You didn't come to my elementary graduation. You didn't come to any of my concerts and you missed my birthday last year because you were taking care of that child, your real daughter at the hospital. Suyeon hugs her and she's very, she's crying. Both of them are crying at this point and Suyeon is like hugging her, telling her that she's always treated Suyeon and she's always thought of the twins as her own biological children and that she never once thought that, you know, thought any different. Seokgyung pushes her aside and tells her like, don't ever act like you're my, you're my mom. It makes me want to puke. Seokhoon comes into the room and um, Suryeon and Seokhyung like runs out and Suryeon kind of like tries to flag down Seokhoon and ask him like, you know, how did you find out? Or like just telling, just explaining, trying to explain things to Seokhoon, but Seokhoon just like pushes her away and goes after Seokhyung and he tells Suryeon, stop interfering in our lives. Suryan continues to cry and then she tells Tante and they're like talking about like how the kids could have found out and Tante's like I have no idea and Tante is kind of consoling her saying like you know I can talk to the kids don't worry about it like it's they're probably going through like puberty and that's probably probably why the emotions are so strong and they'll understand you eventually. Suryeon also apologizes to Dante and saying like and kind of thanks him for taking care of her daughter like her biological daughter Hain for 16 years even though um, there's not a lot of like medical progress 
And Tante is acting all sweet and like saying, you know, don't worry about it. Like, and also don't ever say that there's no progress in front of Hayin, you know, even though she can't like talk or anything, she can still hear and she's very sensitive. He's acting like he cares about Hayin, but I don't know. I feel like he's a cheater. So I don't know how to take him seriously. Anything, any words that come out of his mouth, I'm just like, do you really mean that? So Seok Kyung then walks into um, the kitchen and the maid is preparing uh, preparing dinner. And Seok Kyung gives the photo that apparently the maid had given her. And it's a picture of Suryan being like, she's pregnant, but um, there's a man and it's not Tante, it's a different man. And so the maid had told the twins that um, Suryan was not their biological mom. So is the maid their biological mom? That's so weird though. Like why would why would Tante hide that though, you know? Like that's weird. Yeah, the maid is suspicious. Like I don't I don't know. The maid. Then Tante goes to visit Hayne at the hospital and he is so sus. Like he smiles all like slyly and then he like talks to his secretary saying like, "Well, it's already been 16 years." And then he he like just says to Hayne, it's time to stop the act. You know, you did well for 16 years. So I think he's like gonna pull the plug on her because she's still like plugged in and, you know, like on life support. So I think he's like gonna pull the plug on her, right? Because he's saying like Hayne was all part of his plan, but I don't know what his plan was. Did he order the maid to tell the twins? That could also be a possibility. Sus. Chunga Arts High School admission test day comes and all the moms and the daughters are, you know, going in and the hair club moms are trying to like, you know, support their children or whatever. And um, Rona is there and he is there as well. In the waiting room, though, Rona like looks at the notice or the announcement and sees something very shocking. Apparently... The song requirements are two Italian songs. Not one Italian and one German, two Italian songs. So the freaking teacher screwed them over. And Yunhi and Rona, they're trying to get into contact with the teacher, but he's not answering the phone. And apparently it's it was set up by Sojin. So Sojin sees like Rona panicking and then um, she's like to the secretary, did you take care of the teacher? And the secretary is like, yes, ma'am. And Rona is like crying. She's like inconsolable. She's like saying, you know, I'm ruined. Like this test is ruined. I'm not going to get into this school. Like everything is done, mom. Like I, like I can't. And she's just like bawling. And Yunhi is also crying, but trying to calm Rona down. Because if you keep crying, your voice isn't going to come out. You already know the other Italian song by heart. Like you sang it so many times. You can do it. And she's like encouraging Rona, but Rona's like, but I haven't practiced that one recently. And she's just like crying, crying. And then Yunhi like starts singing it. Like she like clears her throat and she starts singing the song and Rona joins in and they both kind of just like sing. Um, Yunhi's kind of helping her, guiding her along the song. And um, Yunbyar kind of like is walking by the hallway. So they're doing this in the hallway and they she like walks by and she hears them and she's kind of like shocked and then she just like walks away. So um, the test begins and it's like a blind test. So the contestant um, stands behind like 
curtains and then the judges are on the other side and they like rate based on only their vocals. It's Rona's turn and Sejin recognizes Rona's voice and confirms that it's her by looking at her shoes. And so Sejin purposely like gives her a bad rating um, and she kind of like hints that to the other one of the other judge. So the other judge like gives her a bad rating. After the test, Rona runs out to Yoonhee and says that she did a good job. She feels very confident. She's like, I didn't mess up once. Like, I think I it went really well. And Yoonhee, like, you know, cheers and they hug. Um, Eunbyeol, on the other hand, runs out of the testing room crying. So Jenny's like, oh my gosh, I guess she messed up. And then Seokyung is like, what does she have to worry about? Like, her grandfather is the director of the school. Like, she has nothing to worry about. And then Jenny's like, oh, you're right. The hair club moms are talking about how, you know, like the twins and Eunbyeol, they basically have a free pass to the school and the rest of them have to like fight. And then like Jenny's mom and Minhyuk's mom, they get into like this argument. And when Suryeon tries to like stop them because it gets like pretty heated, um, when she tries to stop them, a girl like bumps into um, to Suryeon. And that girl is wearing the same tattered shoes as Anna. So it's actually Minsora. So Minsora is Anna's real name. Anna Lee is just a fake name that she like created or whatever. So she's actually Minsora and she's in middle school. Okay. She's like a middle schooler. I think we talked about this earlier with the dog, but she's in middle school. So she had lied um, to get the tutoring job. She is there at the school because she's also trying out... Um, to get into the Chang'a Arts High School. So she sings, and when she sings, like, the judges, they don't recognize her, but they, um, Sojin, even Sojin, they're kind of, like, astonished. Like, everyone is shocked at how great Anna is, or Minsora is. Sojin even gives her all tens. So that night, it's raining super hard. So Rona is constantly checking her phone for updates and um, for the results, if she got into the school or not. Anna is running into the Hair Palace building. She didn't have an umbrella. So she's like brushing off the rain and she's like walking into the building because she has a tutoring session. And then she meets the um, Tante family, the Ju family. Uh, Seokyung, Seokhoon, Tante, and um, Suryeon. They meet and then um, she like says hello but, you know, they pass. Then there's a text message that goes off because the announcements are posted. So Seokun sees that he got in, um, but I don't think he did vocal. So he's like first in his major, um, like first to be admitted in his major or in his field. I don't know what it is. But Seokyung was not the first in the vocal, vocal uh, classical singing major. And Tante gets the message that it's actually Minsora. And Anna, so like they passed by each other, right? So Anna or Minsora, she was like behind them and she also stops to look at the message and she overhears that the first place was Minsora. And then Seokyung realizes that she actually saw Minsora pass by her in the hallway during the admissions test. She recognizes that, like how familiar she looked to Anna, but Anna was wearing a mask or Minsora was wearing a mask at the admissions admissions test. Um, so when she passed by Seokyung and Suryeon, like they didn't really notice that it was her. But then Seokyung realizes this, and then she runs to Anna. Like she was wearing a wig. So Minsora, so Anna was wearing like this wig that had like two tone, like purple hair in the bottom. And so um 
but Min Sora was not wearing a wig. So Sokyong grabs and whips off the wig and reveals that it's her short hair. And then Suryeon runs over. She's like, "What are you doing to the teacher?" And Sokyong is like, "What teacher? I saw her at the admission test." And she grabs her bag and she like she pulls out her wallet and Tante takes the wallet and the ID says that she is a minor and it says Minsora. Meanwhile, Rona is too scared to check her results, so she asks her mom to do it. Yunhee looks and she's she sees that Rona did not get in, but she is number one on the wait list. She tells Rona, and Rona just starts crying. She's like, "Why didn't I get in? I didn't mess up once." And she starts like running off in the rain. And Yunhee tries to like follow her and chase her, but like she like zoomed across traffic, and Yunhee's like freaking out because she could have gotten run over. And she tries to like chase after, her, but the cars are keep coming. So so the cars are like about to hit Yunhee. Yunhee tries to like flag Rona down, but Rona's like super fast. Back in Hera Palace. Dante's family and Anna, they're at the penthouse and they're trying to question Anna or question Minsora. Um, Suryeon is like, are you really a middle schooler the same age as my daughter? Sokyong is saying like she is a scammer, that she's a liar. Tante is also angry for her to just scam them like that um, and asks her why she did it. And Minsora apologizes for lying, but she... She tells him that their contract is over and I've already given up the money that I earned from tutoring back to you guys, so I don't work for you. Okay, so like what the heck is up with this contract? Like you have to like why does she agree? First of all, why does she agree to sign such a contract? Like you have to if if you get fired apparently or if you quit, if you break the contract, you have to like give up all the money that you've earned. Like what the heck, girl? Girl. Then Tante asks like how she came first in the classical singing um, like major. And Minsora is like, well, with my talent, clearly. But then Seokyong is like, um, you could have scammed your way in. Like you could have lied. You could have taken information from us by like tutoring us. And Anna is like, what kind of information would I gain from you? And then Seokyong like slaps Anna twice and Sujeon tries to like stop her. But then Tante like blocks Sujeon. And then he walks over to Minsora who fell because, you know, Seokyong slapped her pretty hard. So she's on the floor and then Tante steps on her. Like he freaking presses her down with his foot and he's wearing like dress shoes. I don't know, they wear suits all the time. So he's wearing like these fancy shoes and he's just like, stepping on her. He then tells her that she's always creeped him out, that, you know, you're, you're a peasant, basically. Like, she, he says all these, like, bad things, but I forgot what he said in detail. He basically just called her, like, a scum. Sora gets up, and she, like, is super angry. She then tells Tante, I don't think you've been leaving a pretty honest life either, because she has that blackmail tape, right? And then Tante's like, what did you say? And Sora kind of looks at Suryeon and like she feels really bad for Suryeon and she doesn't want to like, you know, hurt her. So then she like just says like, I have nothing else to say. And then she just like leaves. Seokyong then tells Seokun that she can't end, end things like this. And then she starts to text the group and tells the little Hera club 
the hair club kids that Anna is the same age as them and that they've that she lied and she is actually Minsora who got first. So all the kids are like freaking out because oh side note, Jenny actually got into the school. But anyways, like the kids are like freaking out, like how could she do that? Blah blah blah. And then Sokyong like plans to get back at her. Anna runs out and she's like leaving Hair Palace and Suryon catches up to her, um, tells her like you know, like, I know you probably, I want to hear you out. And Minsora tells her that it's because she needed money and she doesn't have any. So, like, they found out also that she's an orphan. That's why, like, Tante got even more mad. Like, you're, you're a scum or whatever. Sudan is trying to understand her. And Minsora tells her that she did it because she needed money fast. Um, she did, She had no malicious, in, like, intention whatsoever when tutoring. Um, she really wanted to work hard and earn money. Suryon then completely understands. She's like, yeah, I know you probably had your own reasons. Um, she sees her shoes again and then she's like, oh, wait, can you just wait here? There's something I need to give you. So she goes up and she's trying to get the present and it's like new shoes and asks Minsora to wait wait there in the lobby. And in the lobby is actually the fountain, the woman fountain, where, you know, like in the first scene of episode one, like that's where Anna dies. That was kind of sad. But um, yeah, so she's just looking at the statue and waiting, but then she gets kidnapped. Somebody just like puts a bag over her, like a canvas bag over her, and then just like basically kidnaps her. And guess who it is? It's the Hera Club kids. They like brought her to like this dumpster area and they start like trashing her, beating her up, bad mouthing her, like cursing her out. And then like um, she, they pour like alcohol all over her. And then like they're trying to like take pictures like they're recording like Minhyeok is recording all this it's like it's just very intense bullying scene um that we really don't need to go in detail because it was just like a lot of the same things you know she's she's just getting beaten by these kids and and the kids are laughing they even like lock her in a van and then they like you know she they zip tied her wrists and basically like is recording their deeds like ah. Back at Hera Palace, all the Hera Club moms figure found out that Minsora was Anna and that she was the one who placed first. And Sojin is shocked by this because she had no idea when she was raiding uh, Minsora. And then like they're like stunned. They're like, what do we do? Like we got scammed. And then they're worried that like their children are going to get influenced by such a vile girl. Uh, your kids are evil, okay? Like, they they are not innocent. They are, they're like little devils, okay? Like, what you talking about? What you talking about? Yoon-hee finally finds Rona, and both of them are crying. Yoon-hee is trying to console Rona, but she continues to, like, bawl. They're both crying. She's like, my life is over. Like, I just want to die. And Yoon-hee's like, but you're number one on the wait list, you know? We can just wait a little bit. Like, something could happen. Like, you might, you might still be able to go. Like, don't lose hope. But Rona is like... I hate you. She starts blaming Yoon-hee. Like, it's your fault because you're poor. You, you know, you didn't get me the right teacher. That's why we are we got scammed because you're poor. Like, it's all your fault. And she just blames it on Yoon-hee. And I know that she's saying this because she's, like, angry. But, girl, have some decency. Yoon-hee is, like, crying. She's trying to apologize to Rona as well. She's like, I'm so sorry that I'm, like, you know, incompetent that I can't provide all these things for you. 
And Rowan was like, I just want to die. Like, I have no, like, purpose in living anymore. I mean, girl, like, can't you just go to a different college? Like, anyways, that's the end of episode two. I know, like, I... I talked a lot about this. I took so many things, so many things happened in this episode. And I tried to be brief, but I think, like... (laughs) I... This is not brief. I'm sorry. I do apologize. Um, I I want to like not stop the drama and just take notes. Like you know, if I miss if I miss it, I miss it. But but then I want to like provide the details and and yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Let me know what you guys prefer, please. Like if you want me to just highlight the big points, or if you want me to explain it scene by scene, like I have done for episode one and for episode two. Anyways, um, overall, I think episode two, like, there was so much drama and it kind of, like, tired me <laughs> just watching it. Like, I was, like, wondering when it will end, but it was it was so long. Like, there was so much going on. And, like, by now, we kind of have an idea of all the characters and their characteristics, and I hate them all. Like, I'm just... I hate them all. <laughs> I think the only character that I can actually stand is Suryon. Like, she's, like you know, the opposite of, of everybody, basically, like everybody in this drama is evil. They're not, they're like all antagonists. I thought that Yoon-hee and Rona would be the protagonists in this story because it seemed like that in the beginning, but I'm not so sure because Yoon-hee's like blackmailing and Rona's like being a brat and I don't think they're the protagonists. I, I, I th- maybe Suryeon is the protagonist. <laughs> I don't know this drama like there's so many like vile people and Tante like okay Tante is the devil himself like the D so in my notes I put Tante as D but I'm gonna start calling him devil so we're gonna from now on we will just refer to him as the devil okay because he literally is the devil like he's planning murder like already oh I mean He's like stepping on people. We don't know if he's gonna plan murder, but I feel like he's planning murder. Like he, I feel like he's gonna plan to kill um Hain, right? Anyways, yeah, we're just gonna refer to him as the devil from now on. I am curious to know how Anna will get or Minsara will get out of that situation with the van and like these bullying scenes. And I really like I don't like watching them, and um it. I understand like why a lot of like high school um, dramas or dramas featuring high school students, a lot of them will have this bullying scene. It's like a major trope in Korean dramas um, involving like high school teens. And I understand that it's there because, you know, it brings light into these, um, you know, these things because they do go on, like they do happen in real life. And um as uncomfortable as it is to watch i feel like it kind of makes a statement that you know even if you might not see it in real life it happens um so i i do understand that it's the purpose of it being there but it was just so uncomfortable to watch and yeah i just felt very grossed um and like i hate all the kids (laughs) Like, I felt so bad for Minsora. Like, I, I'm i curious to know, like, how she'll get out of that situation. If she will report to the police. But then if she does, will she get aid? Like, will she get support? Because 
it looks like, you know, it's that common story of like the rich and their connections versus the orphan girl who literally has nobody except for her dog. Even like the vet is scamming her. <sighs> Anyways, um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Do you have a favorite character? Who do you think the protagonists are? Um, if there is one, because I can't. Maybe Suryon, that's maybe. Definitely not Rona because she is rude AF and she's like a little So that wraps up episode two. Um, I know it was a long one. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you are listening from. And also if you are watching from YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to my channel, Yuri Choi, and give the video a thumbs up. You can find me on Instagram at kdramainroom343 and Twitter at kdramainroom343. You can also follow my personal Instagram account at yurinays95 and on TikTok at yuri underscore Christina. Thank you so much for joining me today and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.